0: Right, hello, and welcome to Just Animals podcast. I'm your host Elle, and with me, as always, is my dad, aka Guy.
1: How to have their friends and neighbors. Please <laughs> okay. tell your friends to listen to our podcast, or tell your enemies too; they'll like it just as much.
0: Right, and Sam, the zookeeper.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: Excellent. Okay, so we're gonna start off this episode with another with my favorite game, Guy Guess That Sound. So. Are you ready, Reiner? Hit it. Is that the TV in the background? Can you can you tell mom to turn that down?
1: You hear it? You hear the TV? I hear it. Okay, <laughs> yes. Hold on. Stacy, can you turn the TV down, please?
2: No, eat shit, guy. What is she watching? Is it something <sighs> good we Let want to hear? Real,
0: is, no, is it Real Housewives? News. Hold oh, on. Let oh, me go boo.
1: ask her to turn it down.
0: No, tell her to put on Real Housewives.
2: <laughs> we need some. <laughs> background and ambient music
0: right yeah some random ladies screaming okay i'm other. i'm
1: back let's go i'm back okay go.
0: so you ready i'm ready okay <laughs> do you hear that <laughs> all right what do you think that is
1: i that is a sound that i heard in a movie called Catholic high school girls in trouble. Uh,
0: what? The f- it was a what the fuck? It was
1: a porno flick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. Uh, that sounds mm-hmm. like some crazy shit. I don't know. Uh, that uh, is that. I I have no clue. That is some
0: quadruped, biped, tripod. Come on, let's narrow tripod, it down here.
1: Uh, bi- a <laughs> uh quadruped. Okay, quadruped. Eh! Oh. Wrong. Okay, what is it?
0: That would be a kangaroo.
1: That's a kangaroo? Yes, sir. Wow. It's a bu- they make
0: some crazy freaking noises, that those is, animals. It
1: is. And they're considered bipeds. Well,
0: well yeah. And they have those two
1: other, are they considered arms? Yeah, I guess they yeah, are. Yeah,
0: they're little T-Rex. Yeah, they're little T-Rex arms. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Interesting. That's and downs of, like, I didn't even know a kangaroo made that kind of noise.
0: They make all kinds of crazy noises. All right, so episode thirty-five: the red kangaroo, or Macropus rufus, and Macropus is Latin. Macropus. Uh, fuck! Thank you, <laughs> Macropus. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm. is Macropus. I switched. My dyslexia is coming out. Anyways, uh, so Macropus is a Latin word that comes from the Greek word Macros, aka long foot, and Rufus is Latin for red hair. Well,
1: let me ask you a uh, question here.
0: No, we literally just started. How do you already have a question?
1: Macropus Macropus Rufus. Are they related to Cookie Puss? Do you know who Cookie Puss is? Yes. <laughs> if you're from the East Coast, you know about Carvel, which is Carvel is an ice cream place. And what about
0: Fudgy the Whale?
1: I don't know if it's Fudgy the Whale, but his cookie puss was the ice cream cake. So maybe they're related here somewhere. Macropus. Have we ever
0: had did did you ever get us cookie puss?
1: No, because we weren't living on the East Coast.
0: But we've been there many times.
1: Okay, get on with the show.
0: I, I feel I feel g- cheated now, yes. just so you're aware. Okay, well, I would like Fudgy the Whale for my birthday, just so you're aware.
1: <laughs> Got it. All right.
0: It looks amazing. Go look Fudgy the Whale. Yeah, okay, so you can order it online. All right, anyways, so um, Carvel's aside, where were we? Right. Okay, so over. as for where the name... Sh- shut it as to where the name kangaroo comes from for whatever reason. And Sam, I don't know if you knew this, but this was news to me. There was a myth that claimed kangaroo was a way of saying, I don't know when Aboriginal people were asked about the animal by the evil white devil Europeans that colonized Australia. Uh, this is actually a lie. Kangaroo is actually de- derived from the word "genguru," uh, meaning black kangaroo and the language of, I don't know how to say this. We're going to have to ask our special guest, uh, ...how to say some of these aboriginal words... ...because I know I'm going to butcher the crap out of them... Uh, ...but a but a tribe from North Queensland... ...and also the word is one of the first aboriginal words... ...ever recorded by white devil British explorers... ...and as for other names... Ruse, Red Kangaroo, Red Giant Kangaroo... ...all right... ...as for their size, stature, description and lifespan... These rures are actually the largest of all the marsupials in the world, and some males can stand up to two meters tall, or six and a half feet, although some can be as big as eight feet, and that's when they're on their back legs, standing upright. The typical range is one to three meters, or three to eight meters, or three to eight feet, with males being bigger than females. They can weigh anywhere from 40 to 200 pounds, although I'm sure those eight-foot ones probably weigh a little bit more. Uh, Their tails alone comprise anywhere from two and a half feet to four feet of their total body length. And in regards to the red kangaroo, it is the males that have the characteristic red-brown color uh, with pale undersides and limbs, whereas females are smaller and tend to be more of a grayish color. So, Sam, give us this, give us your roo stats.
2: Okay. Um, but first, I also wanted to say that the female red kangaroos are also called blue flyers because of that grayish blue color that they
1: have.
0: I've heard that term. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. clarifying what that is. Okay. So yeah. I have
1: to interject a question here. No.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, when we think kangaroo, we think Australia. Right. But where
0: the hell else are you going to think, Antarctica? Well,
1: shut up, you. Hey, what? I'm telling mom. Good, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> are they, aside from being transported, are they in any other location other than Australia? Would we find these mm. kangaroos?
0: Not, I think kangaroos. Like, yeah, no, I think there's like a smaller relative in like Indonesia, maybe or Papua New and- Guinea. I think they have a small relative on in those two places. But it's part of the family. It's not an actual like kangaroo. Kangaroo. Well, okay. they are.
2: They do have tree kangaroos, which are. Which ah, are, there it yeah. is. Yeah. So um, we actually we should do a um, an episode on Machi's tree kangaroos. God, Ew. I've worked with those. They are just adorable, and they're from Papua New Guinea. But those and they are tree kangaroos. But there's several different species. There's um, Goodfellas tree kangaroos. There's anyway. what's the red one? Um, that's Machi. Mo- well, Machi. Did you one say Goodfellas?
0: Yeah.
1: I told you not to buy that expensive stuff with the money.
0: Okay, great. Anyways, <laughs> as yeah. for quotes, no one understands because no one is of that age. Lay low. Um, I understand. I so, I understand. are
1: these are the are these tree kangaroos marsupials though?
0: Yes. Yes. Are you shitting me? Well, yeah. just because- a possum is a marsupial. You know that, right?
1: No, I didn't know that a possum was a marsupial.
0: Yeah, oh my god, we've been over this like twenty times. Yeah, well, we got them North here. American, um, yeah, it's the only North. Right, exactly. And for whatever reason, the Australian possum is much cuter than our possum.
2: We are the. <laughs> Although I do they have, have our an possum.
1: Australian possum.
0: Yes, and it's very cute, actually. So
2: that's actually theirs is actually called a possum. It doesn't have an O in the beginning. Our possum, when the you o-possum. say it correctly, it's O possum. It, just the way it's spelled. You, that's how we're supposed to say it, but we never do. So that's is also it a like- difference.
1: Oh my! Yeah. Oh possum. Oh possum.
2: Oh possum. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you, may, you want me to do this now? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that'll be great. So yeah. for our kangaroos that I worked with, we went through quite a few ruse while I was there. A few died, and then we actually got more from other places. I know it, that I don't even want to talk about that. It's a long story. Um, and then we got more, and then some had some babies. So. There was a whole modge of ages and sizes there. But um, I will talk about the, the main ones. We only had one male at a time because we only wanted one male to breed with multiple females and we didn't have to worry about them fighting over each other. Um, Boo. I know. so the Kangaroo Fight Club. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to watch. Um, so the first one, the first male that I worked with was Gar Ganchuan. Huge. Um, he was extremely muscly, like the ones that you see in the memes and stuff where they're all flexing. He looked just like that with those big old muscles, and he was super tall. And I can't remember what he weighed, but it was very close to 200 pounds. I know it wasn't over, but it was very close. He was a really big, impressive kangaroo. Um, was he, nice? he, he was. He was nice. Um, he ended well to us anyway. <laughs> he ended up. What was his name? His name was Claw. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> I he, and I tried to white claw. Yeah. But, but I tried to find a picture. There's a picture I have of him where so he used to dig a bunch of big holes to lay down in. <laughs> and he'd sit there, he'd get deep in the hole, and he would put his his elbows outside of the hole, like, and he would just be stay puffed up, just laying down, but he'd be like muscular, puffing up those muscles out. I don't know. I have a really good picture of him sitting like that, and I couldn't find it to send you.
0: Like looking all roid rays.
2: So,
1: so time out.
0: Yes. Ah!
1: Cool. You usually have named animals consistent with their country of origin. Sometimes. Now you've changed up on Sometimes. me. Sometimes. Yeah, so I mean um what would be a good down under name? Uh what's so that So we name? had a We had a female
2: felon. No. We, had a female quite, quite <laughs> we had a female named We had a female kangaroo named Bindi.
1: Vindi. Bindi. Oh, there you Vindi. go. Bindi yeah. would be good or um or uh, mate. Mate. Irwin. Irwin A.
0: Sheila, Sheila,
1: not Sheila, Sheila, Sheila.
0: Oh, really? Because you now you want to pronounce consonants appropriately. After all, re- okay. You know what? We're not even going to go there. Uh, just but go anyway. get me
1: a pizza from your Tesla.
0: Right. Anyways, you so, should have. You could have named one like, uh, you know, like criminal. I know. No. no, and then the other ones were all
2: just normal, regular names. Like, um, we had Bindi, Rosie, JC, Dan. Um, no, not Jan. But we did have Rosie, Bindi, JC. Um, we had. Just stop.
1: No. Can you control Leo. your Tourette's?
2: But anyway, so <laughs> um, Claw, unfortunately, he ended up dying in a very, very weird self-inflicted accident, and it was a, it was weird and a sad, crazy day after that happened. But so. We ended up getting another male so he could breed with our females. Um, he was much smaller and ended up um, getting sick not longer after we got him in. So I do, rem- I do remember this like it was yesterday. I remember weighing him when he was at his sickest and he weighed only 45.2 kilograms, which is only 99 pounds. And he Ooh. was emaciated. He looked, it, it, he looked ill. Like he looked sick. But anyway, yes. But I ended up saving him? their lives. Um, huh?
1: What was wrong with him?
2: He had cancer. No, fucking parasites. I was about to say
0: worms. Was it worms? It, it was worms. It
2: was strangles. It, that's what they're Storm. called. What The hell is
0: that? It's
2: some sort of weird para- intestinal parasite. But it. Ooh. Yeah, I don't even talk about it. But we we did have it. my my favorite. I'm gonna get emotional here because I loved her to death. Um, but my favorite kangaroo Rosie um, died of strongels before I figured out what was wrong.
0: Anyways, oh, I'm
2: so and it's super easy. It and ivermectin, you just give them ivermectin, and that's what saved them. And I don't, Is I don't some
0: type of deworm.
2: Yes, it's a dewormer, oh, but okay. it's they needed okay. it monthly. Anyways, it, that's I'm not even going to go into that story. And and the, the anyways, because I could say a lot of not nice things,
0: not so nice. Do it, drag <laughs> yeah, them, no. drag. 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 Okay. Drag. them,
2: I'm not going to well, I still have friends well, that work there and everything.
1: Cane, so
2: anyway. So, shh, shh. So she died of it, but we saved Claw uh-huh. or not Claw, shit. Um, we saved him, not Claw. Um, so anyway, so I were and then I worked with five different f- females while I was there, and they varied. They were small, like 40 pounds for the little girls up to 90 pounds, which was Ooh. Rosie, <laughs> who came to us severely overweight until <laughs> she died of those parasites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i'm
0: sorry for laughing at the overweight. i know kangaroo. she was
2: she was chunky. Oh. It, it was it was funny to see a very large overweight kangaroo um but <laughs> <laughs> anyway but that was um that's all so they ranged from big to small
0: excellent Okay. All right. So, additionally, okay, I, was, I was watching this documentary last night, which we're going to talk about later. They've got like rabbit faces in a way, you know, with their big mm-hmm. ass ears and they're, they've got like, a, they, have, they just look like an elongated larger rabbit face. But, anyways, they've got small heads, large dark eyes, huge ears, a long thick AF tail. Their paws and toes are dark. And speaking of their paws, their second and third toes are actually fused and shaped into a grooming claw. And their upper limbs, a.k.a. their little T-Rex arms, are quite dexterous and are used for eating, grooming, and self-defense. And these forelimbs also have five digits like us humans. Um, Sam, I, I just have to know because their hands are actually kind of creepy when you, like, mm-hmm. see them kind of spread out. Have you ever held hands with a kangaroo? Oh,
2: yes. All the time. All the time. Our kangaroos And now, is are- that
0: weird? Was it weird? Was it I, weird? Like, what they do I feel like? We just have little, um, I don't
2: know. They're just, it, it, it's not weird. I don't, they just feel like little- Little animal hands. They kind of like um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain what? it. It's...
0: Did you feel their claws? Could you feel the claws?
2: Uh, yeah, they had little nails. I mean, it wasn't Ugh. it wasn't that bad. But um, their hands were kind of creepy, though. But they
1: wouldn't I mean, be using so. their hands to fight. They'd use their big old feet. Monsters. Uh, they thing.
2: punch no, they each grab other. With their hands. Yeah, they they punch and grab and they throw some haymakers oh. with those things.
1: Oh, oh, so you know what would have been a good name? I think Joey. Would have been a good name for the guy instead of Claw.
2: Yes, that would have been a good one.
1: Okay, next time.
0: Oh, anyway, speaking of males, they call males boomers. Yes, they do. Boomers. Right. Okay, so they also have really dense fur, which I don't know. Guy probably forgets this because he gave us all freaking swine flu. Uh, We were at the bush gardens in the florida and uh they had a wallaby walkthrough exhibit mm-hmm. and oh my god we pet the wall i pet the wallabies they were so soft it's yeah. so we still
1: sweet have your picture. And so
0: cute. that's funny oh, I,
1: it's I, on a I, very old laptop that is uh probably good for brick or paperweight right now but that's where that photo Fantastic. That's why i would like that petting i actually the wallaby.
2: yeah i talk about that um exhibit later because they turned uh, i'll talk about it later but yes i mentioned that exhibit oh small world yeah that's funny. I'm glad you've been but there yeah. because now you know what I'm talking about when I when They're I'm so excited. soft
0: and velvety mm-hmm. and they're so cute.. Very. And then their average lifespan in the wild is about 20 to 23 years, and in captivity they can live up to 30. So Sam, how old did you, would you say yours were? our: okay.
2: So ours were relatively young. Um, we, okay. Yeah, they were relatively young, except for one of them. Rosie was my old lady girl. Um, so our, our first big male claw, he was just six. When he died in that freak accident, oh. and then yeah, and uh, but he was already that huge. That's what that's what oh got me. God. Like he was already that huge at six. Um, and then the second male we got was about four when he came to us. And then our girls ranged from not even a year old to old lady Rosie, um, who was about twenty when we got her. And then the ones in between, nice. ran, yeah, the ones in between were like three to eight.
0: Oh, yeah, very sweet. So is, I, so I, is
1: there um, kangaroo fighting? a thing like cockfighting or dog fighting you know is there
0: Mm-mm.
1: kangaroo not fight no
0: no you have to ask our aboriginal friend later
1: okay when when is our aboriginal friend coming on
0: well for us tomorrow for her thursday
1: is <laughs> oh, when we're recording not, it we're, not we're when, just yeah, we're doing all the hearsay today and then she's going to come in with the facts yeah so-
0: we're yeah we're coming in with our heresy and you know lies and misinformation and then she's going to clean it all up for us yeah and share some really cool aboriginal stuff and, you know, educate us and give us some culture that we all could desperately need, especially in this time where no one is traveling.
1: Should we wait till tomorrow? It, what, like, what is, uh, is she an animal person or just a?
0: Yes. Actually, um, I believe that I got to, I'll ask her. I believe the tribe that she's with, like their animal totem is the kangaroo, actually.
1: They call them and tribes? Her sp-
0: I don't know. She's aboriginal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's an aboriginal yeah. tribe
0: yeah yeah so they but her tribe's totem is the kangaroo actually and her specific totem is a different animal i forgot she told me what it was it was something really cool but she has this really deep connection with them which is freaking cool but anyways we'll hear all about that tomorrow anyways um as for their habitat and indigenous area obviously australia um they can be found all across australia and all the states and territories minus tasmania because they were really good at they're really good at killing everything in tasmania Um, these animals inhabit grasslands, woodlands, open forests, and semi-arid plains. Their typical home range is eight kilometers or five miles, but their range will expand during times of drought. Uh, so Sam, what was the uh, kangaroo habitat and amenity situation?
2: Their exhibit was gigantic. Um, it was all dirt. Yeah, it was really nice. It was all dirt, um, but like Florida sand dirt. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. dirt that other people... all the dirt in Florida is just pretty much sand. Um, so, and then <laughs> they had palm trees, palm trees and little bushes everywhere, and a huge cement pond that was a fucking bitch to clean, but we had to do it every day. Ugh. But they did have Ugh. that. They never got in that pond, but the emus did. What? Yeah, they never did.
0: Um, oh, I bet the emus shitting it.
2: No, they didn't. They would just bathe and then get out. They made it dirty. But, anyways, and then they had a big barn. Course that they could go in and out of whenever they wanted, and that was where we put them during crazy weather and stuff. And then, um, after I left, this is where I'm going to mention the bush gardens exhibit. They actually made, mm-hmm. yeah, they made the entire area of their exhibit into a walkthrough exhibit where guests could walk through on a path. Um, and but the roos and wallabies were free range through that area, and people could touch them. At, um, if the roos wanted them to touch them, they would come up to them and stuff. And it, it's similar to the bush gardens kangaroo exhibit or. Wallaby, whatever it is, an, an exhibit in Tampa. If you've ever been there, which you have,
1: so they—it's
0: um, amazing.
2: They, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, it's pretty cool. But I'm going to tell you this: I'm glad that I left before they did this, and I've thought about this <laughs> walking through the Bush Gardens exhibit because I do—I can't, I can't, I can't stand the thought of guests being able to get that close to my animals. To oh, yeah. I mean, they—they they do it. When they are outside of the exhibit, they feed them, they try to poke them with right. things. They, yeah. And I just can't even imagine what happens to these so poor animals. Don't,
1: don't they have somebody monitoring and say, hey, it's, don't do that? You Tampa, can't. You.
2: Bush Gardens does. It's Florida,
0: Dad. It's Florida.
1: Well, no, Bush Gardens I mean...
2: does, but my zoo did not.
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah. So,
0: how do you not have someone monitoring? Because kids don't get know. crazy.
2: I know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I Did I don't any I say kangaroo I so. ever kick a human? You ever see a kangaroo? That'd
0: be amazing. They probably human probably deserved it. Yeah, in all honesty,
2: I never got kicked. Thank goodness, but never gave him a, a an reason species. to.
0: Yes and no, but anyway. So I will say this: the ones in Bush Gardens, like I don't remember, I don't recall anyone being like abusive to them, fortunately. And they were like definitely. They only
1: had those little ones. They didn't have these big ones. Yeah,
0: they had the yeah they had the wallabies and the wallaroos. Yeah, and um, and you know, you could see which ones were kind of like feeling the human interaction for that day because some were definitely like were farther removed from the path and like, it you know, mm-hmm. tucked themselves away. And like, no one like went over there to go mess with them. Like the one that I was putting, he was like standing in the middle of the path and like, was like, yes, everyone pet mm-hmm. me, yeah. you know? So it definitely depends to, like, on
2: the individuals. When I went to the bush gardens one, uh, of course, I witnessed just some asshole little toddler running around mm-hmm. with nobody paying attention to him stepping on tails, pulling tails, trying to poke eyes <sighs> out. I was so pissed, but anyway, yeah, it makes it, gets my blood boiling and makes me anxious right now thinking about it so
0: did the toddler get like tko or you know No, nobody (laughs) paid attention to it i
2: yeah i went to um i went up to the person because i don't the person that was you know supervising the area i guess was doing something else with some other animal so i went to him and i was like hey that toddler's over there poking eyes out and he was like okay i'll watch him but that's it i mean that's all you can do is what
0: yeah i'd be like no get out
2: get out i don't even know where the mother was
0: Classic, yeah. Or dad, or exactly. uncle, or whomever. Anyways, as for their diet, okay. So initially, it's been thought and claimed that they are strictly plant eaters. However, our special guest uh, has observed actually the opposite. Uh, in instances where they are not necessarily herbivores, which again, crazy story. Really cool though. Um, they mainly graze on grasses and eat shrubs and leaves like fat leafed salt brush, salt bush. Sorry. Th- <laughs> Got out. I like it. Yes, thank you, uh, Bill Nye. As for their zoo diet, let's. Uh, we got go some Missouri
1: down. kangaroo biscuits right here. Oh,
0: here we go. So there it is. You're right. It's
1: called the Missouri <laughs> marsupial biscuit. There you are.
2: <laughs> it's actually called the Missouri macropod
0: diet.
1: Macro? What's a macropod? Is that what? too big? One? Oh my
0: god! Been? It means big foot. Where have you been the last twenty minutes? We've li- you don't pay attention. It literally means long big foot.
1: Yeah, yeah, but is that talking about their tail? Because their tail like oh. acts like a foot sometimes. Is
0: the tail a foot or is it a tail? You tell. Are you well, sure? Well, when right they're now? kicking with the are two
1: first- feet, the tail is a foot, right?
0: It's actually a leg. Thank you. It's a third leg, but we'll get into that <laughs> later. Continue.
2: So, for how much they ate, they, I don't really know how much they. They all got their own huge, big bowls of food every day. Nice. Um, so I'm not exactly how much it was, but it was a substantial amount for breakfast, and then they also got dinner. Oh and then Ooh. along with that missouri macropod diet the little crunchy bits um they always got some ca- sort of uh fruit and vegetables like just like everybody else apples sweet potatoes and other various veggies and lettuce bananas. and no they didn't actually eat a lot of bananas they i mean they would Ooh. eat them but they weren't it wasn't their favorite they loved apples and grapes like that's Ooh. what we used to have to put their medications in we'd have to figure out how to put them in the apples um, <laughs> They loved those apples, and then they were also given hay all day long um, to munch on. And then we also, since they are browsers, they eat a lot of leaves and stuff. Um, we did go out into the woods and get them some branches and browse to eat.
1: Now here we're not up to reproduction yet, but not yet. It says the female there? kangaroo is usually permanently pregnant. That's something I mm-hmm. want to explore a little bit when okay. we get. There.
2: I'll talk about it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting things with the uh, female kangaroos that we'll talk about.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. So as for uh, solitary or pack animals, Reiner, what do you think?
1: Uh, they like to mob up together. Yeah, they're, they're... Uh,
0: there, there. It is. We're gonna say mob again. Okay, that's <laughs> word of the day. Yeah. Just like anal. It's the new anal fin, guys. It's
1: the mob of All red right. kangaroos at the Wagga Wagga Botanical Gardens. You know Wagga Wagga? <laughs> is that
0: is that like Melbourne area?
1: Uh, I'm not sure, but our guest tomorrow should tell us about Wagga Wagga. Maybe I'm not saying yeah, right.
0: So right. You're probably not, but that's okay. So, yes, yeah, so some are solitary and like to, you know, kind of be on their own, and some are found in groups, aka mob, herd, or troop. Uh, during a drought, they will congregate in groups uh, ranging into the thousands around one water source. Um and yeah so Sam it sounded like you had a mob situation at the zoo. We did. I mean it was a small it was a small mob.
2: Um but everyone lived together all the time. Like we never had to separate anybody from anyone. Um they were all one big happy mob. And then um, they also shared the exhibit with a couple of wallabies. We had a swamp wallaby. <gasps> yeah god they were so cute. A swamp wallaby and we had agile wallabies. And then we had four emus and then and you had two- what about the
1: clumsy wallabies? Did you have any of them?
2: We didn't have any clumsy wallabies. Just
1: the agile ones
0: agile so that's
1: funny. it well um, it says here at times the red kangaroo uh, can congregate in large numbers of 1500 individuals that is a i literally, big just,
0: said I literally yeah. just said thousands
2: i literally
1: just said thousands God a big
2: there's a place in georgia and i think it's a kangaroo georgia, georgia. georgia. it's a kangaroo um sanctuary place it's actually where we got a few of our kangaroos when we got new ones um, but they have it's huge wide open space and i can't remember what it's called but it is a huge wide open space like there are no there are fences but you can't see the fences that's how huge it is and um and there's thousands there all together all the time
0: stonecrest ga
2: chris
1: Bucular.
0: is that what it is yeah it's crepuscular stop saying stuff that you can't pronounce <laughs> properly
2: yeah but, oh, and yeah. they also had two Reeves muntjac, which are little Asian deer in that exhibit. That's how big it was. There was a lot of animals in there.
0: Excellent, yeah. Smithers. <laughs> All right. So uh, behavior. So like many animals um, that we've discussed on this podcast, they are most active at dusk and dawn. And majority of the day, they are resting with a small chunk of time carved out for social behaviors. They spend almost half the day foraging, so around 44% of their day. Uh, While they are out grazing, they are constantly watching for predators. When they do sense a threat, they will stamp their feet to warn each other. Um, Males, which are also known as boomers, actually aren't very territorial, but they will get into little scraps and boxing matches with each other during mating season. And no, wait. And unlike other kangaroo species, these kangaroos do more wrestling and grappling than they do uh, kicking and whatnot, and when fighting, they will balance on their tails and use their strong back legs to kick each other. Sam, did you ever see them fight and or stamp their feet?
2: Um, never saw them stamp their feet and never saw any of the red kangaroos fight because we didn't have another male. I'm sure if we had another male, they would have fought, but um, the agile wallabies we had were brothers, and they Ooh. would do the same exact behaviors, but it, what they were playing. It was totally playful, right. oh, okay. but they would do... They'd just get to swing in, and of course somebody would the the kangaroos are fighting because everybody thought they were kangaroos anyway oh here's um, another interesting so thing that was uh, really talking cool.
1: about fighting if pursued into the water a kangaroo may use its four paws, four paws
0: it's t-rex arms
1: to hold the predator underwater so as to drown it so <laughs> uh
0: yeah they do not fight fair which we're going to ta- address that again a little bit later so hold on to that um but yeah, so what What else, what other types of zoo behaviors besides, um, I'm assuming, sleeping? So,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, they did lay around a lot. Um, but uh, so, yeah, That's we good. didn't have to see, we didn't have to worry about the males fighting because we only had one. So that was actually kind of nice for us not to have to deal with because that probably, I don't know, how would you break that they up? Put a hose annoying. on them? Yeah. Right. Um, so for the most part, they were all very chill and relaxed. Um and something really cool to watch was on the mornings in the Florida, I'm doing air quotes, winter, when it wasn't, so, when it wasn't so sweltering hot. So when
0: it was 70 degrees.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 70 degrees in the morning when we got there at 7 a.m. A few of them, a few of the... Um, females would get super excited when we came and they would hop full speed around the perimeter of the entire exhibit and it was like Aww. they'd get real close to you too but they you know you could tell they had it under control but it was like the wind in your hair when they went past it was so fast it was really cool that was always fun and then um, so yeah cool. it was and then after breakfast they literally would just lie around all day in the shade of the tree bushes <laughs> honestly
0: they'd they barely move well, they'd even move though with the they're shade.
1: marsupials they're mammals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What the hell did you think they were? Like lizards? Well, class,
1: like- I just noticed the class was mammal. But
0: Okay. Anyways, question, Sam. Have you ever seen a kangaroo like store things in its pouch? Like not a baby? No. You know. No. Damn it.
1: Bus, not Bus fare no. and t- tokens to get on the subway. Yes.
2: Um, okay. Great. <laughs> that would be cute. But no, they didn't. Um, they would clean it out when they, even when they didn't have um, the, a joey. Uh the females would regularly clean it out um, just to keep it clean. So I can't imagine them wanting to put anything in there.
1: Okay. Clean so your how do they clean yeah. their pouches? They Did open they it like... up and
2: stick their, they stick their face in there and look around.
1: Oh, I thought maybe they opened it up into the seamen pond or something. Says <laughs> they're good, they're good <laughs> oh swimmers. God.
2: No, no, they would just groom it with their, with their mouths.
0: Interesting. All right. A- so that's for how they communicate. Yeah, so they do make some vocalizations. Uh, there's the clicking call between a mother and her joey. They also make a ha sound when being aggressive, and they also communicate via olfaction. Stop it! Uh, via olfaction, uh, males are noted for strong smelling, colored glandular secretions on their necks and chests. Sam, did you ever notice this and or smell it? Disgusting.
2: Yeah it it was Disgu- um, it was you know? really greasy. It was kind of reddish brown, um, and it it didn't. I don't, I don't know. It didn't, animal smells don't bother me that much. So it didn't smell that bad. It wasn't that offensive to me. It just smelled like
1: kangaroo kangaroo
2: must. It's just like, you know, it wasn't like body odor smelling or anything. It was just, but it was greasy and and kind of a reddish brown. And that was also inside um, pouches. The same, it wasn't, I don't know if it was the same stuff, but I guess to keep the pouch nice and moist, it was, there was some stuff in there.
0: So jerry curl. <laughs> yeah. So glow. let your soul exactly. glow.
2: Exactly.
1: Yep. So glow. Yes. So
0: mm-hmm. glow.
2: All right. So reproduction, Sam, take it away. Oh, okay. So I didn't know we were here already. Um, so yep. sexual maturity for males happens around 20 to four, 24 months of age and females are 15 to 20 months old. And um, just for my personal experience, the first one of our females to have a joey, she was two. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and Claw was the father. Um, so they are able to delay the birth of their young until the previous Joey has finished its pouch life, and this is called embryonic diapause. So, what, yeah, diapause. so embryonic diapause, and uh, several other like pand- pandas have this and stuff, but there's yeah. several other do that too. Who,
0: I think armadillos do that too. Oh, yes, they I think, wait. yes,
2: um. And so so gestation is relatively a short period of time because the young are born just 33 days after mating and mating can occur again a day or two after that birth. So the fertilized egg resulting from the mating just a few days after the birth of one of the joeys develops only to a blastocyst stage and then goes through that period of embryonic diapause. And um, the development of that blastocyst um, is resumed if the previous young... Reaches 204 days old, or if it dies or is removed from the pouch. Um, so uh, occur it all. Oh, diapause also occurs during periods of drought or less availability of food. Um, for under favorable conditions, a female red kangaroo can produce and raise at least three joeys every two years. And wow. then yeah, it's a lot. And we did have one female um, at our zoo that did have a growing joey. And all of a sudden, she had another little bean in her pouch one day. So we know that she did do that diapause thing. Um, It it was really neat. And um, okay, this is long. Jeez, I can't believe
0: it. Keep going. It's fascinating. So so
1: hold on a second. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Wait, no, wait. I I want to hear.
1: Does the female kangaroo have a vagina? Wait, stop, stop,
0: stop. stop. Why are you saying it like you're
2: 13 years old? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about just a second. I'm almost there. There you go. I'm almost there. Yeah. So red, you in the so red kangaroo joeys are tiny when they're born. They're average only two and a half centimeters long and 0. 0.75 grams. And Damn. yeah, they're tiny little worms. So after the joey's born, it crawls up the mom's fur into her pouch and immediately attaches itself to a nipple. And during this period, the baby sucking prevents the reoccurrence of fertility cycles. So they often can have... All at the same time, a joey outside of the pouch, a joey in the pouch, and a blastocyst awaiting implantation. Jeez. So, yeah, that's that's how perpetual it is. So, this is one of the big things of Trivia Guy you're going to enjoy. And um, this diapause and, and having a joey in and having a joey out, this all happens thanks to kangaroos having three vaginas. And this I got is some- one for
1: Monday. I got my Tuesday yeah. and I got my Wednesday. <laughs> then I go back to my Monday, which is really Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Saturday. Then I wash it out for Sunday and then uh, do the whole thing again.
2: Yeah. So this is something that uh, most marsupials have. And so just to let you know about the setup, the two side vaginas carry sperm to the two uteruses and male marsupials often have a two-pronged penis. So when it goes in there, it shoots their stuff both ways. So into the two, wow. the two sides p- vaginas. Um, Smashing okay. baby. Is right. So, and, so those are the two side vaginas that go out to their sides. And then there's a the middle vagina that is the only one that sends the joey down to the outside world. So that's out only. And the two side ones are um, in. So And I have actually seen these three vaginas during a necropsy of one of our females that had died. And it looks like the flux capacitor from Back to the Future. Literally, if like the vet took it out and I was like, I got to see these three vaginas because, of course, they only have one hole going to these three vaginas. But when you lay it out on the table, it's honestly a flux capacitor. If that's what it
1: looks like. Was it interesting? It was a diaphragm or what?
0: No, that's birth control.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then um, also just. To finish this up, red kangaroos also have a tendency to engage in alloparental care, and in this during this behavior, a female red kangaroo might adopt the joey of another female and bring it up as her own. And this behavior has also been observed in other animal species like elephants, wolves, and actually fathead minnows.
1: Why do they do that? <laughs> Why, I mean, like, I'm sorry, what? They can't <laughs> have babies for themselves, or or? Uh... Um,
2: no, it's just uh, kind of like in the in a social situation like that, you'll see a lot of um. I don't know. It's not, it's not like they're like, ah, it's my baby now. It's just Get
1: in my belly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess, um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess if one already has two going on, the other one's like, oh, I'll help you out. I'll take that one. It's yeah. I don't think they really fight so over speaking it.
0: Speaking of having like a thousand babies. Um, when we were at the Taronga zoo in Sydney, they actually had to put the male in a different exhibit because He kept knocking up the females (laughs) um they said that like you know they have a joey and it became a problem where they just had too many joeys yeah and yeah they had to finally separate the male from the females
2: oh that's cute poor little things
0: right so as for their unique characteristics and traits obviously their tiny t-rex arms which again are used for grooming and all that kind of stuff their pouch which opens forward question um could a baby fit in a kangaroo pouch Uh,
2: like a, what, like a human infant baby?
0: Like a newborn.
2: Newborn, yes. Like when they're really... Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. You should see, um, so the little joeys, um, once they leave the pouch, they'll still keep coming and going. Um, as long as there's not another, another one in there. Um, and they get pretty damn big with big old long legs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Sometimes you'll see like legs and a tail sticking out, and they'll just be in there
0: <laughs> nursing. So, yeah, that's cute. That's that is pretty cute. All right, and their crazy hind legs, their tails, which their tails play a very important role in walking. Actually, so in 2014, yeah, quiet you So in 2014, it was discovered that these animals actually use their tails like a fifth leg, and turns out when they are walking, um, wait a minute, they use their tail. wait a minute.
1: What? It can't be a fifth leg because
0: it absolutely can't be because when they are walking, they are using all four limbs. So yes, it is a fifth leg.
2: So they're using their two arms for legs as well.
0: Have you go go YouTube kangaroo walking? You'll see they like they crawl. It's this cute little crawl thing that they do, and then they stand up and they're like, "Ooh, hello." Go watch that because I don't think you're aware of this. But anyways, so. So the the tail is used for support and propulsion, and they use their tails in the same fashion as when we skateboard. So one foot is on the board and the other is pushing, and their tails do the same thing, um, constantly moving them forward. So like, you know, if you're normal-footed, your left foot's on the board and your right foot is propelling you forward on the skateboard, that's essentially how their tail is acting. And as for their hopping, roos are the only large animals whose primary mean of locomotion is hopping. They can hop about... 15 to 25 feet per hop and during their normal gait um it's usually around 15 and while they can hop at a speed of 30 to 40 miles per hour their cruising speed is around 20 mph and when moving slowly like i said they use their forelimbs and tails together to support their bodies did you see do have you watched a video of them walking yet
1: i'm watching so they do use that tail as support it's interesting they kind of i'm watching the gait so it's when they're on their front then they. They use the tail to move both legs forward, the, their rear. Yeah, it's
0: propulsion. Mm-hmm. Hello.
1: Yeah. So it's weird. Um, it's I weird. Didn't, I thought they just hopped. I, this guy is now using all four pieces. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: All four pieces? What the heck? Well, the arms. <laughs> all five the, pieces.
1: The rear leg comes all almost in front of the front legs or if you call them legs i
0: can't believe you haven't seen them walking they're so cute when they walk because it's so awkward looking but they do it very smoothly
1: yeah so they do use the tail to when the forward when the rear legs come forward this guy has something dangling from his back section i don't know what that is uh okay so they do use the tail to balance when their rear legs go forward that's how, yes. that's okay.
0: the purpose of it. Yeah, okay, okay, you're just you're just saying the words. All right, uh, these animals regularly experience temperatures as cold as 32 degrees Fahrenheit and all the way up to 113 degrees Fahrenheit. So to cool themselves off, they will lick their forearms, and they also sweat. And no matter how hot they are, they will automatically stop sweating once they've stopped exercising or exerting themselves. Their teeth are constantly moving forward, and they go through about four sets of molars in their lifetime, and it is not uncommon for really old kangaroos to only have one tooth, and their field of view is about 315 degrees, and Sam, take it away with your fun fact. Okay, oh, fun I'm fact
1: sorry. is that- pouch- no,
0: no, 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 your I name love, is not Sam. Your, your guys. name is not Sam. The
1: pouch is huge because a big thing came out of it, not, not a little <laughs> thing. It's a big thing. Yeah,
2: yeah It looks when like they get a older.
1: wallaby. It's it's giant. <laughs> So that pouch is big.
2: Yeah, it's very stretchy. Yeah. So my fun fact is that they can't go backwards. They cannot hop backwards because of that huge tail. So they can only go forwards or side to side, but they do that well. But they cannot reverse. Like if they get stuck, (laughs) they're not doing a three-point turnaround.
1: Okay, so, so here's a question. When they want to get around, what will determine whether they're hopping or not hopping?
0: Depends on what they're trying to do.
2: If they want to go real slow or real fast. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what they're doing.
0: Like if they're just relaxed, trying to check something out, they'll move kind of slow. And then if they got places to be, they'll start hopping.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, I'm watching this video. These Joeys really like to be in that pouch. Yeah, they do. It's, it's. She like just got out and she, he's like, no, nah, I'm going back in. Yeah. Forget this. It's it's
2: really cute like I, I kangaroos. I, it, it, so I love them. I love them. I fell in love with kangaroos. And I never even thought before I worked with them. I didn't even give them a second thought. And then I worked with them. And I was like, these might be some of my favorite animals right here. They are very, Aww. very neat. Yeah, very sweet. And just they're really fun.
0: Excellent. So as for predators and threats, dingoes and humans, farmers, habitat destruction, obviously. And as for human encounters and fun facts, largest Australian mammal, uh, they can go for long periods of time without drinking water and they're able to obtain a lot of moisture from the succulents they eat. Contrary to popular belief, they are not pests that they are portrayed to be by the Australian government. You're Australia, your government is lying to you. Um Unlike other kangaroos, their fur has a very distinct woolly texture. Their large ears can move independently through 180 degrees. And at speed, they can... Let me think. Oh, yeah. So at speeds of 18 kph or 11 mph, they are actually more efficient energy-wise and use less energy hopping than a four-legged animal does running, believe it or not. And... Part of what makes their hopping so efficient is that their Achilles tendon and other ligaments store and return mechanical energy with each hop, and they can also move their hind legs independently, unlike previously thought, but only under certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like when they swim. Right. Only when they swim can they yeah. do that independently. And as for their importance and symbolism in Aboriginal culture, we are going to, again, have our special guest uh, talk about this tomorrow in tomorrow. Just fill our brains with great information. And again, they're also really good. They're surprisingly good swimmers. And while attacks on humans that. are rare. <laughs> while attacks on humans are rare, they can and do happen. Uh, May 2018, a junk food crazed kangaroos were lashing out at tourists, which uh, to be quite honest, I feel like the tourists deserve it because you're giving it. kangaroos. Yeah, they, they deserve it. Um, tourists were caught feeding the ruse chips and McDonald's because that's apparently okay. Uh, This is when the attacks would occur when tourists in New South Wales were trying to feed them junk food like corn chips, McDonald's, and chips. Uh, One man got a very deep gash in his stomach, and most cases they have been kicking out, clawing faces, and grappling with people. One man needed 17 stitches on his face, uh, and the link to this article will be the first link in our sources section. Some of these wounds are freaking gnarly, but We don't want
1: no junk food down here, mate. You're going to give us some fresh food. it's Lord,
0: Australia, not the South. I said mate. Okay. Weird. All right. Anyways, dear Lord. Um. So yeah, some of these people got really like messed up by these kangaroos. A couple was attacked by a kangaroo in North Queensland. And to be fair- they were feeding wild kangaroos on their property. So, I mean, I mean, you're going to feed a wild animal and then shit happens, uh, you know, kind of on you. Uh, so when the kangaroo struck out, it knocked the husband, Jim, to the ground. And when the wife tried to get help, the kangaroo then attacked her and left her with a collapsed lung, broken ribs and scratches. Bitch. Fortunately, <laughs> right. Fortunately, their son came out and hit it with a piece of wood. And the roo actually hopped back off into the bush after it got its, you know, noggin knocked. In December of last year, a very muscular boomer terrorized the town, destroying people's gardens and attacking people. It attacked three people, actually. And when chased by hunters with dogs, kangaroos will intentionally head for the water where they have a height advantage. They will let the dog get close enough to grab it and then maneuver its entire body on top of it to drown it. And they will also try to drag dogs to the water to drown them. And on the flip side, uh, there is a man who should be drowned by a kangaroo uh unfortunately there's a very disturbing video from january 2019 where this man well young adult uh is actually repeatedly wailing on and punching a helpless kangaroo in the face what? and there's even yeah it's it's disgusting there's even another clip where he is holding the animal's head up with one hand and hitting it in the face with the other why there is it because because your species is retarded for whatever reason men are just stupid and um It's, 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 I I would not watch it. It's, it's very disturbing and very upsetting because this poor animal is clearly already in pain and can't defend itself. And like, there's one clip where he's, he should have kicked him in
1: the nuts. That would have done it. It
0: couldn't get up. It was reaching one of its little arms out, trying to deflect, and then it fell over. It was, it's terrible. It's terrible. So, anyways, um, the speculation is that they hit the kangaroo with the car and broke its back. Later in the month, he was brought up on charges of committing an act of cruelty upon an animal and harm or attempt to harm a protected animal. Sadly, he did make bail. And unfortunately, the poor kangaroo did die. As for the first round of court on March 12th, uh, Shane Price, the 21-year-old who filmed the incident.
1: Was it a kangaroo court? No. Okay. This isn't
0: funny. This is sad and upsetting. So on March 12th, Shane Price, the 21-year-old who filmed the incident, did get slapped with a $5,000 fine. Honestly, you should have jail time, too, for filming that and laughing like a freaking hyena. Uh, he did also lose his job over the incident, which sucks to be you. That's what you get for being a dumbass. And um, as for the actual abuser, Daniel Wayne Morton, which, yes, write that down. If you see him, you know, hit him, I guess. He was fined $5,000 and given a 12-month CCO sentence, which, upon further investigation, CCO is community corrections orders, which entails, um, you know, he can't commit any offenses during this 12 year probationary period. And at any time, the judge can call him into court. Honestly, they should have just thrown his ass in jail and, you know, types of community service things and whatnot. But again, I feel like his fine should have been double and they should have thrown his ass in jail. And so more of the story is don't mess with wild animals ever. And if you stumble upon an injured animal, call the appropriate people to deal with it. And if possible and is safe, try to help the animal yourself in the meantime. There's no need to like go out of your way to hurt an animal. No. Defenseless or not. I mean, that's just like, that's you know, it's just gross. I and mean, it? it's like, it's like
2: you're a fucking psychopath. If you injure, hurt, kill anything, animals and get some sort of jolly out of it, you're a fucking you're
1: psychopath. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're a psychopath. Well, Absolutely. I think I killed a rat. Well, did did you enjoy it though?
1: Nah.
0: See, it's not. It's no. Yeah,
1: killing no. anything, and
2: psychopath.
0: you probably didn't prolong its death. I mean, I'm t- typically, with if, if we're kill we actually eradicating pests, we right. try to make it quick, not just wail on it and mollywop it in the face right. over and over again while it tries to get away.
1: Well, do I get the commercial use section?
0: Hmm yes go for it. like
1: all australian wildlife the red kangaroo is protected by legislation but it is so not really though stop interrupting me (laughs) i will
0: interrupt you as much as i please
1: quiet i'll unplug your mic but it's so numerous that there is there is regulated harvest of the hide and meat hunting permits and commercial harvesting are controlled under the nationally approved management plan to maintain red kangaroo populations and manage them as a renewable resource, harvesting of kangaroos is controversial, particularly due to the animal's popularity. In the year twenty two, excuse me, in the year two thousand, one million seven one million one hundred seventy three thousand two hundred forty three animals were killed. In two thousand nine, the government put a limit of one million six hundred eleven thousand two hundred sixteen. I would hate to be that sixteenth one. For the number of red kangaroos available for commercial use, the kangaroo industry is worth about Australian $270 each year and employs over 4,000 people. The kangaroos provide meat for both humans and pet food. Kangaroo meat is very lean at only 2% fat. Their skins are used for leather. Did you have a kangaroo burger bunny?
0: uh no and i'm gonna uh, our our friend our guest tomorrow is gonna address all this all of what you're reading is complete and utter bullshit actually uh the meat is not healthy it's if you once you're gonna find out how they store it and you're gonna be disgusted it has to be Uh, true
1: i read it on the internet
0: right yeah (laughs) you know it's like i read abraham lincoln said swag money so obviously it's real anyways um so all of that is bullshit. And again, our guest tomorrow is going to address all of that, but do not eat kangaroo meat because again, when we, ex- when you are educated on how it is stored, it's disgusting and, uh, it's not healthy and for cleaned. you in the way it's, it, and they don't even freaking clean it. So a oh, little spoiler. So they go out and catch these kangaroos and then they just throw it in the back of the truck. And mind you, it's Australian summer. So it's, Really freaking hot. They'll drive around for another six, eight hours just having, picking up dust and dirt and, you know, mites and whatnot. And then they throw them in this cargo container where they sit for who knows how long. And by that time, they have had, they've had so many parasites and things like salmonella and E. coli on them. It's, you know, if, if this were to be tested in like a cattle facility, uh, it would be shut down.
1: Yeah, but wait a minute. Don't they have uh, like, farms that raise kangaroos no
0: no they're just going out and slaughtering wild kangaroos that's what's so this whole thing they're trying to you know make them seem like they're pests and like that they're this increasing problem uh kangaroos actually control their own population just fine they've done plenty of studies to prove that and uh for whatever reason they just keep wanting to make them the bad guy when they're not but again we'll go into this in further detail tomorrow but uh you, yeah, this is very eye-opening, and if you can watch the documentary "Kangaroo: A Love-Hate Story," it's it's very uh, jarring, but very informative and educating. As for their conservation status, Sam, take it away. Oh,
2: IUCN lists them as a least concern. And when I went, Boo. I know well when I went on to read it, and I'm I, I can't wait to talk to her tomorrow. About this, Because the IUCN says this is due to a wide distribution and then management plans that are in place, like populations are managed by government, managed by government biologists. This is what I, IUCN said. And then um, they said they're also found in several protected areas and then they do lack a, a major threats. So, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I really believe all, any of this. <laughs> so I, I just can't wait to talk to her tomorrow. I, I can't. I, I hope. I hope a lot so of, I hope everybody like listens. like the uh,
1: koala, do they have any diseases that are running through the kangaroo population right now? Or?
2: Not that I know of, okay. not that I've ever heard of, but I mean, I'm sure she can probably shed more light on it because she's the kangaroo expert for realsies. Um, but I've never heard of anything. Um, like I didn't, usually I would have something in my keeper chats about things like that. And I never came across anything.
0: Well, what did you tell me about a keeper chat where some, you know, snot faced kid or Karen or Keith was like, ah, aren't they pests?
2: Yeah. Yeah. All it, it happened more often than I wish it did. But every some people <laughs> and it happened with a lot of different animals, but um, like people over here are also brainwashed that these animals are pests in australia so when they come to the zoo to see them i'd be doing my keeper chat and they'd be like these things don't matter they're pests in australia who gives a shit about them you know, like they like people would ah. say stuff like that and i'm just sitting there trying to get them to care just who gives a I, shit about you yeah. actually
0: time out who gives a shit about you yeah
2: And like they're talking like this about animals in in a totally different continent that they have no idea about. Like they weren't Australian; they lived in fucking Florida all their lives. Can't so don't come at me with that shit. I'm just trying to fucking tell you how important and wonderful they are. And you're yeah, you're trying to tell me you know all about them because you heard that they were pests over there, like deer here. It's like just like deer here; they're pests. They get in the way.
0: Well, you know the deer. mm, Yeah.
2: yeah, So I heard it. I heard it a lot. I heard a a lot, and you know, you just work through it and say, "Okay, that's your opinion, dude."
0: Sometimes you have to hit someone, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. So that is our friend, the red kangaroo. Uh, Again, this is our special two-part episode. So this is part one. Part two coming tomorrow. What what do (laughs) you? Love it. What the hell is that? It's the kangaroo song. All right, but now you you realize now we're gonna have like countries coming after us. So thank you for that. Okay, fantastic. Anyway, turn that off. Turn that off. This isn't nursery rhyme time. Anyway,
1: kangaroo song. All
0: right, so I guess now we're gonna be on some freaking Australian watch list. <laughs> But uh, yes, thanks as always for listening. Uh, our, our Aussie and Kiwi friends, this is especially important for you guys to know this and be exposed to this information if you're not already aware of some of these issues going on with the can- with the wild kangaroo populations in your area. Not so much New Zealand. But um, send us an email, comment, like, subscribe, leave us a review, justanimalspod at gmail.com. And... Get ready for part two tomorrow. Have a great night, everyone. I've got
1: a ton of questions for her. Kirk out.
0: Oh, God. Kirk
1: out. Your mic is too hot. Bye. <laughs>
0: is too hot. Bye, everybody. Well, Otto, do you approve of this week's episode? <laughs>